gods of the theater smile on us you who sit up there stern in judgment smile on us you who look down on actors and who doesn't bless this yearly festival and smile on us we offer you hello and welcome to episode 41 of Thespis in the green room it's bruce and melanie here hello 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 how are we doing today melanie i am well how are you i am well too we are at the warehouse theater in downtown greenville beautiful downtown greenville yes. green greenville did i say greenville in greenville, greenville. <laughs> in the lobby and it's a, a beautiful day sunny day in here and and you'll hear all this wonderful activity happening in the back background because um, Glow Lyric Theater is here in the building and they're getting ready for their summer festival series. So you're going to hear all sorts of construction and people in and out and yelling and talking and it's all very fabulous. <laughs> Isn't it, Melanie? It is an active theater. It is it a is. live active theater scene. That's right. <laughs> we, we are literally s- sitting out here in the lobby at the Warehouse Theater and we're surrounded by pieces of set and props and <laughs> randomness galore. It's which the is, environment that I love. Yes, yeah. it's fabulous. Yeah. It means there's a show going up. That's that's right. Brace or yourself. Or three, because we'll talk about three, all that. There you go. Three yep. sh- yeah, very, very mm-hmm. good correction. Mm-hmm. Yes, three shows going up. And you're involved in this crazy mess. I am. I got involved. <laughs> and I'm in the uh, production of Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which I got to tell you is very, very funny. Yes. Um, I, I didn't realize. I'd seen a production years and years ago. It wasn't very good. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't. So I think I blocked it out <laughs> as far as it's what it was all about. And I don't recall ever seeing the movie. And of course, the movie is very different from the stage production. Sure. But um, but anyway, it is very, very funny and some really nice music and mm-hmm, beautiful mm-hmm, tunes in mm-hmm. it. So I'm having a great time and I think the direction is really, really, I'm I'm not just trying to blow smoke up Jenna's skirt, but I think her direction, <laughs> I think is really, really great and I'm enjoying the whole process. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 I think Whorehouse is one of those shows. We've talked about this before yeah. on, the, on the show that I think is really underestimated. Because yeah. there's more to it than it's, it's not just right. a campy musical. It's got that element in it. Right. But it and has I think to be put together and curated in the right way. Yeah. There are themes and there yeah. is information there and there's, there are actual people yeah. with real journeys and stories. Exactly. And, yeah, and reasons for their behavior. And I exactly. and I think that's what's really she's bringing out in this. And, I, and that's why I think maybe, too, I'm really enjoying it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's been fun. For sure. Well, we're going to talk to Jenna and Christian today. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Jenna Temesia is the artistic director of Glow Lyric Theater. And her husband, Christian Elzer, is the executive director of Glow Lyric Theater. And they are also the founders mm-hmm. of this amazing organization. Yeah. So we're going to talk to them today. I'll give you just a little bit of background on Jenna. If you have been following our podcast, we had the wonderful opportunity to chat with her. What was that? Back in January, I believe mm-hmm. it I believe was. So. About Alcina, which she was directing the opera Alcina for Converse Opera Theater over in Spartanburg at Converse College. So you'll remember her from that. Just to give you a little recap, Jenna is the artistic director of Glow Lyric Theater and co-founder of the company with her husband, executive director Christian Elzer, and they founded Glow in 2009. Jenna earned her BFA in acting from the University of Tulsa and her MFA in directing from Florida State University. Jenna is a freelance director of plays, musicals, and operas, and she has performed and directed with companies throughout the U.S., including the Arkansas Repertory Theater, Light Opera Oklahoma, Center Stage, South Carolina, the Arkansas Arts Center Children's Theater, North Carolina Shakespeare, Atlanta's Synchronicity Performance Group, Aurora Theater, Legacy Theater, 14th Street Playhouse, and Seven Stages Theater. She's currently in rehearsal and directing three productions... Featured in Glow's summer festival season, which are the Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, My Fair Lady, and Carmen. 
a little bit about Christian Elzer. He co-founded Glow, of course, with his wife, and he serves as the executive director. And he's also the resident music director and conductor since its inception. He is also associate professor of music at Presbyterian College in Clinton, South Carolina, where he is a voice division director and director of the PC Opera Musical Theater Department. As a baritone, Christian has performed nationally with such organizations as the Chicago Opera Theater, Lyric Opera Kansas City, Lyric Opera Cleveland, and Light Opera Oklahoma. And he can be heard on several commercial recordings and broadcasts. For this season's Glow Festival series, he'll be music directing for two of the performances, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas and Carmen. So without any further ado, let's just go right to our let's conversation. Jump into it. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. All right, super. It's just a little bit of piss and country place. Nothing much to see. No drinking allowed to get a nice white crowd. Plain as it can be. It's just a pill is for no time country place. Nothing too high tone. Just lots of goodwill and maybe one small thrill. But nothing dirty going on. Jenna, welcome back to the green room. And this time you brought Christian, your husband, with you. I did. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Drug him along with me. You didn't have to pull too hard. I was no. watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ten yards different from where we were all day. Well, this is awesome. Um, so the last time we talked, mm-hmm. you were directing the Converse Opera Show Alcina. I was. Which I saw, and it was wonderful. wonderful oh, thank wonderful. you. And now we're catching up with you, and you're up to your neck in three different productions. Yes. Your very own company, Glow Lyric Theater. Yes. So what were you thinking, taking on three (laughs) shows at one time? You know, I think it was always our goal to do three, even when we started the company. Really? Yes. Yeah, it was. We just, you know. You had spread them out initially. We'd spread them out, and then we thought, okay, we'll move to a festival format, which Mm -hmm. we like much better. And we thought, gee, once we can afford to actually do more than two, we we should do that. Well, and I think one of the things that some people may not know about Glow and about Christian and I is that Christian and I, part of the reason why we had this summer rep model was because he and I met doing a summer rep model. We were at a a company called Light Opera Oklahoma that Mm. did... Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma. (laughs) (laughs) They've been around for like 25 years and they started doing Gilbert and Sullivan and then Uh they kind of morphed into doing, you know, musical theater, golden age music theater and GNS and and stuff like that with full orchestra, with classical singers. And And in rep. So we were in three shows together the first summer that we met. And that company became an artistic home for the two of us, uh, particularly when we wanted to go back and work together. Mm -hmm. And so when we moved here to Greenville, Mm -hmm. we thought, gosh, you know, there's not really a summer rep model like the one that Mm -hmm. we would Mm -hmm. like to do where where we're stacking them on top of each other um, in a festival format. And also we wanted to bring some opera and operetta and musical theater to the area. So it's definitely was modeled off of the company. Yeah. And and some people will say summer stock. I don't like that term personally because it doesn't really describe what we do Mm -hmm. because we do opera, operetta, musical theater. So not everybody carries over. Right. They don't fit in every genre. Right. Mm -hmm. For a few people, it might be. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but we're, I think we're more of a repertory company that happens to do a festival season in the summer. I, I always think of it from the opera side because that's where I came from. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I know in the, in the theater world it's called summer stock, but it's not really. It's not the same, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So to get off a little bit, so you all met there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long before you became a thing? Uh, like three weeks. Oh, my gosh. Was it? <laughs> yeah. So it was really quick. Yeah. It was. She tried to kill me with her car in the parking lot. <laughs> <day. laughs> I did not try to kill him. He was going the wrong way. She was going the wrong way. Oh. <laughs> She has, she has admitted this. So, but not on radio, all right? Yeah. Not on you and know see, recording. And now yeah. we live and work together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a total showmance. It literally. It, I think it took us three weeks before we even said we loved each other. Uh, oh my so god! We said we loved each other. Yeah. We had our first date on six six six. We did. Oh, oh my god! We saw the omen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You're kidding me, right? I'm okay. not kidding. Oh my gosh! So we have we, we have weird beginnings yeah. anyway, but um. <laughs> yeah, and little little did we know that that we'd be crafting this company mm-hmm. together. I think. Yeah. Now at that, that time but... you weren't here in the upstate working. No, I, I was yeah. finishing my doctorate at the University of Kansas. Okay. And I was an undergrad at the University of Tulsa. Okay. So we spent two years in in a long, a long distance, distance relationship, okay. like two hours away from until mm-hmm. he yeah. got the job at Presbyterian College. Okay. That and, it was really long distance. In a well, way. no, I went with him. Oh, we then gradu- yeah, we okay. graduated the same year. Gotcha. Okay. You know, fortuitously, we were graduating yeah. the same year, even though we were at different schools. And when he got the job at PC, we moved here together. Gotcha. And we've been yeah. here ever right. since. Yeah. So. That was about 11 years. Wow. wow. Something. <laughs> so let's, let's skip ahead from there to, what was it, about the mid-2000s? You guys got the idea to start Glow? 2000. So, Nine. Nine. <laughs> yeah. So he got the idea to start Glow. Okay. And uh, he started batting. He started batting the idea around mm-hmm. with me, and I thought, oh well, sure. I mean, that that might be a cute idea. That some friends fine. together. We know some singers. They find a room. <laughs> we know people. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No big deal. But it it didn't really become a reality actually until I had an unfortunate event, a, a contract. That I had signed to go on tour mm-hmm. with a company fell through. Oh, okay. And so suddenly I uh, had man. three months <laughs> to go, well, maybe we should make this a reality. And mm-hmm. because I had nothing as it is in actor life, you know, if a contract falls through, you know, you haven't been going to auditions, you've right. been trying to replace that, you've been 110% committed. So all, all of a sudden I had three months and thought, gosh, what am I going to, what am I going to do? And Christian actually said, well, you know, that idea that we've been having, why don't you, Focus on that. I don't really, and and neither one of us knew at all what we were doing. Mm-hmm. I, well, I'd been performers. I had, been yeah, performers we'd both now. been performers. At that time, I wasn't. I had done a little bit of directing in my undergrad, mm-hmm. but uh, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know how to run a nonprofit. So I spent those three months buried in the internet, in books, in uh, talking to our friends, talking that to ran our friends, festivals and things. Wow. And I just said, "Well, how do I do this?" And I started from scratch and we incorporated and I got an advisory board together from people that I knew were running other companies, uh, performing arts companies to help me along in the process. And we were up and running in about what? Pretty short order. Mm -hmm. We we thought we'd do like a little Christmas cabaret or something. And then we had the idea of doing Mozart's impresario and, Actually, right here at the warehouse, right in that line. And I was in it. I was right in it, down there in the hall. You were in it, you know, and uh, it was still very funny. Um, Yeah, down in that hallway, the the damn thing sold out. Yeah, that's right. 
It was fun. It was, and I remember because I remember hearing about the company. I don't know if you had an ad somewhere or something because I called or wrote in or something. You You saw me in something over at Center Stage. That guy's good. And and so and I was interested and and it was kind of neat. And I got to do the first three productions with y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Trial by Jury. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was fun. That was so much fun. Yeah, it's it's actually really amazing. Because, you know, we feel very much a part of this community now. Yeah. We've been here for, for quite some time, uh, 11 years. And so this is our home yeah. and, and you all are our family. And it's just so amazing. I always say that I feel like some one of the only times that I sometimes feel like I'm doing anything right <laughs> is uh, amongst all of the stress is when people come back to us. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have people who have been with us for 11 plus years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when I go, oh, maybe I'm doing something right. Maybe. Well, you, you definitely are when you are building and preserving relationships because that's yeah. what yeah, it's about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. you can't succeed without, I think, those relationships, no matter if it's performer or actor or creative team or what have you. You know, right. and that's that's where when you do that well, then you know you will succeed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no, that's a, and that's absolutely the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been really fortunate. I mean, we've someone like Brandon Graves has been uh, right. Uh, yeah, I remember you know, Brandon. The, he was I mean, he, he was in the ensemble of a couple of shows, but he's been on the administrative mm-hmm. side forever. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, he basically has a position in the company now, which we call festival manager, mm-hmm. which I have no idea what that means. <laughs> it just means like, he knows everything, yeah, right? He's so he does right. everything, yeah. right? Well, and I think the thing is too is that because uh, I get a lot of. I have a lot of people asking me how we did this, mm. right? Like, how did you do this? How did you come up with this? How do you keep this running? And the fact of the matter is that we have surrounded ourselves with really dedicated, talented mm-hmm. people that have bolstered our ideas. Right. Because we we do a lot, Christian and I, but we are unable to do it sure. without this crazy staff that we have, crazy talented staff that we have, and without the loyalty, not only of the people that we're working with, but also with the loyalty of the patrons here in Greenville. Yeah. And, and, so, the, sure. you know, and the support we've gotten. You know, yeah. Like we can have the vision. And and exactly. It's, it's really been, we've been very fortunate. We can have the vision. Yeah. But that's all it is at the end of the day is just a vision without support choosing so the right sure. people to help mm-hmm. us make it a reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what was kind of your mission when you came up with the idea of starting Glow? Well, I think when, when I moved here, um, Greenville sold the job to meet PC. I love teaching at Resident Training College. It's a lovely little school, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are lots of lovely little schools. Sure. Yeah. You know, and I was actually up for another job near Seattle. I visited here, got an interview here, and I thought, I, I think I like it a lot down here in Greenville. And I noticed there was a symphony. There were a few ballet companies. There was theater. There was a chorale. But I noticed there wasn't any professional vocal arts, per se. Like, mm-hmm. opera, right. some classical singer, right. something from that end. Yeah. And I thought, well... You know, I never really wanted to get in the impresario business, but sitting on my couch in 2008, 2009, I was thinking, well, geez, you know, I've been a professional opera singer for 20 years. I, I know lots of people. I, I bet I bet I could wrangle some of my friends and, and, and talk mm-hmm. some other folks in from schools around here to do some fun productions. And, mm-hmm. and that's where the genesis of the idea came from, to produce some professional vocal arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenna having a, a, the- a musical theater background, me, me having an opera background, we thought that'd be a nice kind of melding mm-hmm. of things, and we could do both. And originally, that was... That was pretty much just to do professional good work for the first few years. That was kind of our our mission. In fact, it was written. It changed because it was more because like, it was more opera light opera. Correct? Yeah, and so we right. originally and, and original light yeah. opera. Works, yeah, right. Okay. Glow, and, right. and we changed our name in 2013 to kind of change the 
show the change in mission that we're also doing opera. We're also doing contemporary music theater. We're doing all of lyric theater. Lyric mm-hmm. theater is kind of a catch-all for anything on stage that has singing. Gotcha. From opera mm-hmm. to musical theater to operetta. Gotcha. Theater. Okay. And we thought, okay, well, that's a better uh, moniker. And, you know, we've always been, I don't know any better way to say this, serious artists. But, I mean, what it means is I, I enjoy the art of the craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, entertainment is great and I want people to be entertained and I like entertaining people and that's wonderful. But but I, I like the art side of it. What am I saying? Am I touching somebody? Is it connecting with them? And when you start looking at it from that point, you think, well, why do we create art? Why do humans create art? Why do humans create art before they created money? Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it speaks to who we are and, and where we want to go. And and, and there's the a message behind it of some sort. And, and I'll let yeah. Jenna dovetail off to, to how then the, the mission kind of evolved yeah. uh, around 2013, 2014. We solidly changed the mission in 20, 2015. Was it 15? It, well, it, 14? it started 2014 yeah. because the South Carolina aid statistics came out. Mm-hmm. Which are pretty devastating. And they, they were devastating statistics, basically talking about how many, just the amount of people uh, living here in the upstate that are living with HIV and AIDS. And so that prompted me to say, well, I think that maybe we should think about doing rent. We should think about pairing it with La Boheme and mm-hmm. making a statement about about people that are living with HIV AIDS because a lot of the statistics in this area are coming from myth and people not knowing what the disease is and not knowing that they have lack resources, of lack, lack of education. Of- and so we partnered with Aid Upstate mm-hmm. on that production and that was the first time that we ever really had a community partner. And at that point, we, we were producing it because we we wanted to say something and and for it to be relevant in the community but it actually wasn't until 2015 that the black lives matter movement was emerging mm-hmm. actually in 2014 when we were choosing mm-hmm. our season and i said gosh I mean, you know just exploded yes. uh, right situation yeah. and, and i said to christian i said gosh you know i really i really feel like we could enter in on that conversation and that we should be entering in on that conversation here in the upstate. And so we we decided uh, with our board that we wanted to produce The Wiz and Hot Mikado, which are two uh, very iconic pieces of black musical theater. Well, our first day of rehearsal, the Charleston first shooting happened. Wow. The very first day. I have day. all these wonderful African-American artists in from around the country. Welcome to South Carolina. Dylan Roof walks into the, the AME church. Oh, gosh. And, and rather than... Collapsing us all into a puddle, I think it really did galvanize what we were doing that season. Mm. Mm. Well, and it was tough, right? Because suddenly that that event happened, and suddenly our season was saying something much more than we bargained for. Mm-hmm. And I had to have a very serious discussion with myself that season about what I was trying to do and what the purpose was, because I felt like I wanted to run and hide. Yeah, right. Mm. Because I wasn't expecting what happened afterwards, which is, you know, people who had been giving us money saying they didn't want to be a part of it. Right. That they, that they weren't, that they weren't interested in the season. Right. And so Mm. that scared me. Yeah. But then I, I had to get real with myself and I had to say, listen, I can't, I can't say that I want to do this. And then when it gets hard, run for the hills. Right. Right. Right? Like this is something that I, that, that I need to check myself on. And I need to check my privilege on and I need to say, you know what, people that are dealing with this, that are people of color that are from marginalized groups, they can't run 
mm-hmm. right? I, I, I need to stick this out and I need to be here and I need to let my group lead what's happening next. And so, um, it was really when I had that quote unquote, come to Jesus, right? With myself. And when we had it mm-hmm. together that we said, okay, 110% now mm-hmm. we're changing our mission we're going forth and we're going to be a lot clearer in our intentions about what it is we're trying to do and trying to say. And we're, we're going to 110% look for relevancy in the work that we're doing. We're gonna, and so that's, right. that summer changed everything. Hmm. So since wow. then we've always looked for community partners that summer we had the urban league and we, right. we, it was wonderful. We, we gave away 900 tickets to their, their, their summer camp. Oh, camp that's wonderful. It was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And uh, ever since then, we've, we've looked for community partners to go along with the theme for this season. Mm. And, and we have been choosing kind of an overall theme each season rather than a different theme for each show. Right. And, and this year is very women-centric. Last year, we had a, a, a Latinx kind of season. And we've, had, uh, we've talked about immigration. We've talked about all sorts of relevant themes. Yeah. And we have wonderful partners. This year, we've got Rand. We've got Jasmine Road. We've got Safe Harbor. League of Women Voters involved. It's really, it's really wonderful. And, and we've begun talking to them even before we kind of plan and produce the season mm-hmm. to see what they're interested in, to see what kind of stories we can do to reflect right. what's, what's actually happening so that we're educated. Because right. I think a lot of it is also, I mean, I think just a, a giant part of being an impresario in general is knowing your limitations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're when you're trying to tell other people's stories, tell other, yeah, to tell stories from other <laughs> you know, people's perspectives. Do, then, yeah. It's, it's important to know like what you, what you can do because it's from your perspective and what you feel like you need help on. And I think that's one of the, the biggest things that the community partners have done for me as the artistic director. I mean, this year, particularly they have been an intimate part of my artistic process in that they are helping me make staging decisions. Mm, They're helping me know how to steer some of the choices that the actors are making. They're helping the actors to uh, embody authentic and honest choices, the choices that they're making anyway, Mm -hmm. so that we can craft these performances in a way that will get people thinking and talking. Because I think the point, right, of it's great to do shows that have a social justice message, but the point for us is we're constantly saying, how can we go beyond that? Mm -hmm. Yes, we can make a show with a statement. Mm-hmm. I can do um, that. Yeah, right. But how do How's we it impacting change? your community? How you know? do we change? Yeah. And right? honestly, I'm just going to call a spade a spade here. As a white cisgender male, how can I use the privilege that I know that I have right. to tell stories of folks that I have the ability to, to help them do that? Right. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing in the progressive side of things. I don't want to co-opt anybody's story. I want to make sure that they're able to tell it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because I can help them do this and, and we can have an artistic vision it's really become a nice synergy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it's like to be a woman. Right. I will never know. Right. I don't know what it's like to be African-American in the South. I have no right. idea. Yeah. I can empathize and I can say, hey, I'd love to tell these stories. Can you help me do this? Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's, it's been a wonderful Well, and it gives experience. it a, little, a lot more genuineness. Too. It, it, it does. Yeah. It, it is. It's, and I think Christian put it beautifully. I think it's, it's about the, because I feel like there, there are two ways that you can think about this. And I don't think either one of them is, is invalid. The first is that Christian and I are white people, that he is cisgender and I am cisgender and you are straight and I am straight passing, right? And that we, because of that, should really not be doing stories except that 
that go into the bounds of those limitations. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's one way of thinking about it. I think the other way of thinking about it is that we're, we are all of those things and we would like to provide some sort of platform via which using our privilege, via which other people can come and tell their stories. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. So uh, we of course are of the la- the latter thought of that, <laughs> you know, yeah. that, um, that we have a responsibility actually. Right. And I, make yeah, sure. I don't like, you know, sometimes it's like giving a voice to the voices. <laughs> that, I think that can actually be rather no. patronizing. Yeah. Mm. People right. have voices. Yeah. yeah. People have voices that are loud and proud. And yeah. all we're doing is using what privilege we have an ability to create art that we have to include that. Exactly. Right. We are not giving anybody anything. Right. Mm-hmm. That they didn't already have. Yeah. So. Well, this is an excellent transition into yeah. this season. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you've got Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, My mm-hmm. Fair Lady, and The Opera Carmen. Yes. So why these titles? And talk, talk a little bit about the theme that goes with this. So where we are right now in the world <laughs> and in our country Women's issues and women's rights are at the center of almost every single debate that's happening now. Mm-hmm. I was really interested in joining that conversation in a meaningful way, but mostly because I have been dreaming for a while with Glow of actually producing a season that I felt extremely personally connected to that I felt could be from my perspective as well. Mm. And I think I was galvanized to do so just because I did sort of feel like a rag doll Mm -hmm. as a woman now with everything that's going on Mm -hmm. in our country and all of the discussions about women's rights and choices that are just happening. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, so, uh, but, but what I was interested in, and I think it's because actually I'm here at this point in my life and I'm starting to ask these, the same kind of questions that our female protagonists are asking. I was mostly interested. I'm interested less, although I think it's an important part of being a woman is, is empowerment, Mm -hmm. but I was interested less in empowerment and more in looking at what the realities are that women are facing so that we could have a conversation about agency and choice and control that women want in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so these shows, these three shows may not be like the most typical that you would think for a women centric season. But for me, what they are, are are three women who are coming from all three different backgrounds and all three different time periods that are trying very hard to find some sort of control and agency over their lives. And I think that's what I'm doing now. And, and with varying <laughs> results. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. It doesn't always yeah. work out. That, right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but that's, being, uh, that's real, yeah, right? That's, right. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's what happens. And so that's what I was mostly interested in. Uh, because I get a lot of questions like, why these titles? And I'm like, well, <laughs> let me tell you, you know, uh, why not this, yeah. like, you go girl musical or right. you this? Some and folks I'm like, say, well, the best of the horror house. I know. That was, a, yeah. that was a funny movie with Dolly Parton. I'm like, and it is a funny movie with Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds. But actually, it was a Broadway show before that. Right. And, and the movie, as many movies of Broadway shows are, is quite different, yep. actually. Mm-hmm. The, the real show uh, is comic. But in a real biting way. Mm-hmm. And I, I have always, that's why I've loved Gilbert and Sullivan so much. Mm-hmm. There is no better way to illustrate absurdity than with absurdity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to illustrate just the dumb, patriarchal, you know, backwards thinking society that we sometimes live in, often yeah. live in, often live in. Can well, well be illustrated <laughs> through comedy and still have a very salient point yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't all have to be gloom and doom because right. i wouldn't want to go with that either yeah mm-hmm. uh carmen 
you know, that's a cheery. <laughs> cheery things don't work out. You know, things actually. But really some incredible work. music. It's incredible music, and it's beautiful, and it's wonderful, yeah. and it makes you feel things. You get, yeah. You'll get all the feels from Carmen, especially mm-hmm. our production. And and my fair lady kind of laugh laugh cry everything. Mm-hmm. And then Whorehouse is pr- primarily a comedy, but mm-hmm. then at the end you go, oh, oh yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. That really said something, and I love that because then it sneaks in, right? It, yeah. it's, it's in through the back door. It's yeah. like I'm laughing, and I look at these dumb rednecks, and yeah. blah blah blah. And I'll, oh, oh, gosh, yeah, that had a message there, didn't it? Yeah. So that that's good writing when that yes. happens. Mm-hmm. You know, Carol Hall, well balanced, mm-hmm. well balanced. Female composer for mm-hmm. and librettist for that show. Wow. Mm-hmm. Then Carmen, we've taken a. We all know Carmen. It's one of the top five operas, at least if you're an opera fan. Mm-hmm. Produced every year in this country, and and normally it's, you know, the wanton gypsy Carmen seduces poor soldier Don Jose and makes him crazy until he kills her. And it's all, <laughs> all her fault. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's just a standard abusive relationship where she maybe becomes a little disenfranchised with his, you know, way he he does things, moves on, and he can't let go when he kills her. Mm-hmm. Gee. That never happens. Unfortunately, it happens every day in South Carolina. Yeah. And that's actually what the opera is about. Sadly, it's seldom told that way. Mm-hmm. So without changing a word of the darn opera. Wow. You know, and, and with help from our partners, uh, I, I know, you know, Jenna has done lots of work for, as a director, told the same story, but a little more through Carmen's lens. And mm. boy, it, if that don't make it just 10 times as powerful. I bet. How do you, how did you do that? How did you, you know, what did you do to make sure that you were seeing it through that lens? Well, one of the, one of the first things that I did was I just said, what's, what's her journey. Right. And I followed everything that she was doing from the, the top of the opera to the end. And what I tried to do was also craft a world for her that is based off of our own world that's happening now. But maybe I keep saying to people, I keep saying to my actors, uh, the world that we're crafting for Carmen is halfway between where we are now and Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> right? Like it's like halfway in between there. Like it's sort of a dystopian society. We may not be quite a structured Handmaid's Tale, but things are not great for women in this world that I'm crafting. And so essentially what I, what I did was I just said, I'm a woman and I'm going to look at this through a female lens. That's what I'm going to do. And to a certain extent, I can't do it any other way. Sure. Mm. Right. When I saw Carmen with some other productions, I was always very confused because I kept going, I don't understand why Mm. is she reacting that way? She would react this way if someone was coming at her like this Mm. or right. And I was always very confused by it. So I was, my interest was piqued by Carmen the first time I ever saw it because I thought, well, I have a different way of viewing this. So I have, I came with, I came to it with my own personal lens, but I have to be honest. I sent the script to Mm -hmm. our partners at safe Harbor. That's one of the first things that I did, Just, just the libretto. Right. And what was so interesting is when I got together with them after that point, the show that they were seeing through the lens of someone who works at a, at a domestic abuse shelter was, was so eye opening to me. They were describing the journey of a woman in an abusive relationship who is killed. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, my gosh, between what I'm thinking and what you're thinking, we have a new Carmen. Mm-hmm. And so really, that's how it all came together. And I, I, my job right now is just making it clear, making sure that it works, making sure that the, the actors know the world they're creating and that, ju- that Carmen's journey is the one that is the most important. And we have... 
quite a few conceptual ways that we're we're doing that so that her journey is clear and that we are focused on her. Mm. For the That's folks that are listening that maybe aren't opera fans, sure. I, I want to tell opera's theater. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is there bad opera? <laughs> sure. There's bad theater, too. It's right. Absolutely. So don't, uh, I think there's a lot of stereotypes around opera. And I, what I would suggest is come check it out. Mm-hmm. You might be very shocked mm. to realize this is no different. No. I mean, mm-hmm. and actually with Carmen, you probably know about five or six of the tunes already. Right. It just bugs Bunny a little. Thank you, Warner Brothers. That makes me, as coming from the classical world, so happy when folks come, you know, they say, well, you know, I, I didn't really want to come see the opera, but I did. And my gosh. First of all, I know people could sing like that. Number two, that was just a powerful theater. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, and if it isn't, it's just not done well. We try to approach our opera as we do music theater, we are telling stories with real acting, with yep. real situations, and not just, you know, the oldest fat lady in Sword and Magic Helmet. Right. Um, which is just a horrible, it's a horrible, horrible stereotype. Why, why like that, that ever came about to represent? Uh, you because know of Wagner. But I mean, I that's a whole other... But, you know, our... our our theater's theater. Yeah. It's opera, if it's if it's musical theater, or if it's golden age music theater like My Fair Lady, which is kind of yeah. somewhere in between. Which I think I think that's something wonderfully that you've achieved with, especially with the opera productions, with all of them. But because there has been such a stigma attached to opera mm-hmm. and it being more kind of park and bark type of presentations that people maybe are familiar right. with, this gives that the whole everything, all the components of theater. Oh, oh right. And that's, here at which, the warehouse yeah, theater which is performing wonderful. it. You're yeah. right up front. Yeah. The ticket is not $200. Right. Huh. I mean, if you want to spend $48 on a ticket, you can, you but can. you can also get a 35 Right, sure. And it's, there's no pretense in it. Come in yeah. your jeans and a t-shirt. I don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just come and enjoy the, the theater. Yeah. It's theater. It's, yeah. it's, you know. That's great. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about your casting process? You All these wonderful, delicious roles that you've been talking you know, about. I think, and I'll, I'll let her talk on this too, we've been blessed that there have been kind of a core of folks here in Greenville, Bruce being one of them. And that we can always rely on and go, you know, before I even cast this, I'm going to talk to Bruce or I'm going to talk to, you know, John Patrick or I'm going to talk, you know, to any number of folks. There's also uh, several lovely schools, University of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. We pull grad students from there all the time uh, for the operas. And uh, we've also had some Furman actor kids, Converse yeah. graduates, trying to taught at Converse for a while. Uh, I even have one from where I teach, Presbyterian College. Wonderful young yeah. actor this season. So he's we, great. We, yeah, he's yeah, he's great. Yeah. And, um, but we also, Audition all over the country. Yeah. SETCs, we do, we go to New York. We use casting agents. We look at submissions. It's kind of wherever we can get them. You know, we, we love to use as many folks as we can here mm-hmm. for lots of reasons. Yeah, I mean, auditions are my favorite part of the process. Yeah. <laughs> They're one yeah. of my favorite parts of the process. I love auditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see probably close to 1,500 every year. Oh, my gosh. It's um, a lot. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> one of the things... If anyone ever looks at our audition schedule, they'll notice that one of the things that we do first is have local auditions. Mm-hmm. And that's because I am always going to prefer to use the people that are here and enriching this community before I bring in other people here to enrich the community. And that's definitely how I feel about it, right? Um, I mean, Dave LePage, who is doing our Henry Higgins mm-hmm. and is uh, Melvin Thorpe in Best Little Whorehouse. Listen, we hired him after we had gone to New York. Right. After we'd heard of 1,000, 1,200 people at SETC, after we've gone to these other places, he just happened to be the best person. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it's wonderful that he lives here. Right. Absolutely. But there are some just first-rate, top-level talent mm-hmm. that we've been able to, to cultivate. And 
and and and some to- top level talent we've been able to give their uh, you know their first roles to. We've got yeah. folks yeah, on I Broadway think, and yeah. the Mad, and, and it's just great to see someone on TV is like, right. oh man, they started with us, you know? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. sure. Well, and I think one of the things that I think one of the things that's actually really unique and really beautiful about what we do at Glow is that we are bringing people together from all different places mm-hmm. to work together for the same purpose. Yeah. That's like one of a, my. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, it's been one of my good times just chatting with everybody and finding out where they're from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what where they've come from, what they've done, and what broad. How did you come? You're from Texas. How you know? How did you? Right. You know, the guy playing uh, Sean, Sean is yeah. you know from yeah. Texas in in, in Horace. I'm like, how did you? Guess why I was backstage cast back. Cast, you yeah, know the we backstage book. Yeah, yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's really cool. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I found that really interesting. Yeah. And it's just this cool eclectic mix of people that are like I said, coming here for all of the same some purpose. Are music and, theater dancers, some are opera singers mm-hmm. because we hire for what we need. Right. So you might have side by side. I just thought. First rate music theater dancer next to just a hardcore operatic tenor. Right. You know, yeah. in the same shop. Well, yeah. we call yeah. those, we, in the business at least, we call those crossover, crossover. Right. crossover yeah. artists, meaning that they can hold their own in musical theater, but also cross over into opera. And that's really what we pride ourselves in. Yeah. And it is a very unique combination. Yeah, I would think. It's very, very unique. You know, we're a vocal arts company. And so we're focused very much on, on hiring good musicians to come and work with us. Mm-hmm. But we also have, you know, other needs like, gosh, you've got to be a good musician and you have to be able to kick your face in this kick line. Right. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's why our audition process is 1500 people. Mm-hmm. wide yeah mm-hmm. and it's because we we've got to find because here's the other thing too it's not also sometimes just about the level of talent although everybody that's coming in here has a very high level of talent that that i want to hire anyway mm-hmm. it's also about director therapist being the person that can go all right What's a good personality to work with us? Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's going to understand what we're doing here? Right. Who's going to be open and willing? Mm-hmm. Who's going to handle stress well? Because anybody, most of the people that are coming from out of town are in all three shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they've also got to, I've also got a sense that they're going to be able to handle their repertory schedule. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. so many different elements that go into our casting process. And, and, and that's are why they on board with our mission? And that's maybe the first one. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. I always, I'm always very upfront with everyone that comes into our audition about what our mission is. We have a fact sheets because I want people to come here and be invested in what they can do for Greenville. Mm-hmm. That's when I poo-poo people who say you shouldn't be hiring from outside of this community because I say I'm bringing people into this community to enrich this community. Mm-hmm. Sure. And some of them come here and move here. That's right. Mm-hmm. And okay. some yeah. come through on a tour to the Peace Center and mm-hmm. some other Broadway show. That's right. And they tell all their friends about, oh, my God, I performed here two seasons ago with Glow. This is a great town. These are great people. And mm-hmm. it's just – and I – we've got – Great street cred in New York. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> really? It it's is just, ridiculous. That's cool. so I'm going, oh, no, I've heard about you. So-and-so performed with you who's on Broadway now. And, and they say great things. And it's wonderful. Yeah, that's great. And they say great things about Greenbelt. Right. It's like, you sure. know, I, yeah. and he said he loved it there. It was a beautiful town. So much to do. Uh, a really wonderful artistic community. And so we're, we're spreading the gospel. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. The gospel of Greenville. Yeah. 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 Green gospel. <laughs> I love it. So that's your onstage talent. You mentioned mm-hmm. dance, so you, there must be some choreographers involved. Oh, boy, yeah. And you have all these arranged sets and- for, yes. that works for three yeah. different shows. Talk about your offstage talent. Yeah, well, uh, honestly, um, our, most of our technicians are local. 
Mm-hmm. We pull mostly local for the technicians. Um, for designers, many it's about half and half out of town and or local. some that have ties to Greenville. Uh, or that have ties to Greenville, yes. And uh, like our choreographer Janice this year, Atlanta. she's from Atlanta. So it's like a it's a mixture, just like our actors are. Our it's orchestras a are one hundred percent local. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, and they are top level. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean they're just the best players you're going to find. I, I love them, or, or band or orchestra. Mm-hmm. That's always a hundred percent. Yeah, I think the only out of we have a master electrician from out of town. Mm-hmm. I think we've got a couple designers, but yeah, and we have some stitchers from out of town. Stitcher, yeah, yeah, but so it's, it's an eclectic mix. Well, it's an mm-hmm. eclectic mix, just like just like it is on stage. And we, and we like to keep it that way. I mean, our rule is kind of like best for the role wins, mm-hmm. best for the position like, you know, wins. You know, it's funny. You know, everybody <laughs> benefits from that. I mean, yeah, I, mean yeah. I just think everybody benefits from that crossover because you, you get exposed to people in other communities and that just helps you if you're interested in going to other communities. Yeah. You know, it's just making those connections is really and, great. And we try to keep our money where our mouth is even behind, off stage, I should say, or behind the stage. Like this year, I would say 70% of our uh, techs and designers are female. Yes. Mm. We... Um, and is that because, in a way, no, this season was no, kind of no? no, no I don't know. The, I wish I could say no. It just no, kind of happened that way. Okay. And here's, and, but, but let me be honest with you. Guess why it happens that way? They're good. Well, well they saw <laughs> the, the remission of your yeah. state, your season was this year, maybe too. Well, no, no, no. I mean, for me, it's because I'm part of this company. Mm-hmm. I hire leadership position. Yeah. Women hire women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Like we have always had. It's like seventy percent women. We've been really high in, in uh, terms of our in terms of the leadership of this company and mm-hmm. the leadership of of designers and um, women's roles and things like that. And really, truly, and honestly, it's because I am given the opportunity to hire, and I am going to give opportunities and, and to women. Pragmatically, as the executive director, that they also happen to be just wonderful. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, we're not losing; we're gaining. Yeah. We're you know race, creed, color, sexual origin, preference. Doesn't matter. Are yeah. you a good designer? Are you a good stitcher? Are you a good board op? I mean, right. then that's all I really care about. Yeah. And 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 because that's kind of the way we look at it. Well, what a shock! We have a pretty diverse group of folks behind. Sure. Yeah, you know, behind the scenes as well, which is just wonderful. Because I know there was that speech in the Tonys this year. It's not for lack of a pipeline. I mean, the theater community is still awfully white male. It's it amazing. Awfully yeah. white male. You yeah. wouldn't think so, but it is, and yeah. it's not. It's not for lack of a pipeline. They're they're out there. Luckily, we you know we've got a company that's, that's half run by a progressive female in leadership position that you know understands this as well. And I like to think that I do too. Um, <laughs> and lo and behold, it makes it really easy for us. Yeah. And, and who knows? We're probably getting better talent because we're there are oh, yeah. as many oh, opportunities. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So it's only worked out great for us. Yeah. Love that's it. cool. Very good. So how does the summer season work? What, what are your days like? I know it's a long day because I'm, I'm here for part of it, but certainly only a very small part. So you, you start early and end late, I know. Yeah. So we run an 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. day with a two-hour break in between. For rehearsals. For rehearsals. For rehearsals, right. Yes. And what that means is that for me, since I'm directing all three shows, that's my day. Mm-hmm. I'm here at 11 a.m. Unless we have a production meeting with right. theater at 9. Right, right, right. right. And for our stage management team, it's the same way too. Like there are some of us that are doing those very, very long hours every single day. The generally we also rehearse all three shows in a day. Sometimes we'll do two shows, rehearse two shows in a day. Sometimes rarely do we just rehearse one show in a day. Like right now, now that we're getting close to tech week, we're stacking runs. So we had a run of Carmen today and we'll have a run of My Fair Lady tonight. And so the actors that are in all three shows are just switching 
switching their brains over, just like I am as a director switching my brain over per call. For our technicians and our designers, they set their own hours in the shop, but their hours get really, really long when it when when we start tech. And I know that they've uh, been holding long hours now because they're heading towards things like costume parades, and and all of these First other elements. Next week we open mm-hmm. week from today. today. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know things are things are certainly starting to pick up, but it is a very rigorous process for anybody that's involved. Like repertory theater is not for the weak hearted. And for those of us that are closer to 50 than 40, (laughs) uh, it it wears you down. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I got up this morning and I just thought, God, I just put a bullet in my head. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, I'm sore. I'm tired. I'm cranky. <laughs> but then you get here and it's great. Yeah. But, then you get uh, here and you get invigorated you get by invigorated the people and, and the work. And you're like, because I have a lot of people ask me, like, how do you do it? It's such a, it's so hard. And there's so many elements and, and you're just working, working, working. And I go, well, number one, I can do anything for seven weeks. And number two, uh, I'm invigorated. By the people that I'm with, mm-hmm. by the process, by the work that we're doing. Yeah. Like I, I, I may be only running on fumes, mm-hmm. but they, they are a very invigorating fumes. Mm-hmm. Do you see that process changing at all as you grow? And because, you know, and, and as you age and yeah. you have got other responsibilities and do you giving some of those responsibilities over to <laughs> I, other people? I only do two shows now. Okay. Haley Anthem Hunter. Is our associate music director, and she's she's conducting My Fair Lady and music directing that. Okay. So I just get to go watch that show. Nice. Do you have input? Do you do you, not, well, do you I'm feel the need to? Director yeah. of the company, right? So I, I do the hiring and, and sure. all that. And, and but I mean, do you see artistically? Eh, do I um, want to? Do you, you know, do... I, I haven't felt the need this year, mm-hmm. and honestly, because Haley and I have such a wonderful working relationship. Before I even get to that point, she will. She knows what you like. Me, yeah. <laughs> go. What do you think about this? And I go. Oh, and and believe me. In the other two shows, or, or we're collaborating on Carmen. She's mm-hmm. the rehearsal accompanist. And she'll go, you know, what about this here? And I'll go, oh, you know, that's a good idea. You know, nice. It's another pair of ears. So it's, you know, it's not a turf war or anything. We're all very open and collaborative. Uh, I, I think that you make the best art that way. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, art is not Definitely. made through dictatorship. Yeah. So, I mean, could I ever get down to one show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. And then just play, because I still have to do executive director duty. Sure. I've got to pay people. I've got to raise money. I've got to schmooze people. I've got to go to meetings. I, I get to do podcasts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, all sorts of things, which yeah. are very uh, time consuming. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe. Uh, and, and luckily, I, I, I'll let Jenna speak for herself, but luckily, I know several people that I would trust. That cool. I would trust uh, were I to give them a show. That's great. Yeah. What do you think, Jenna? Uh, yeah, this is going to be my last season doing three shows. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Not, not for any particular reason. Just just because it's 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 time we're expanding. Mm-hmm. M- my duties as artistic director are uh, getting much more fleshed out. Be- as we grow, I have more to do mm-hmm. on the administrative side, mm-hmm. and you know when I'm in the season and trying to focus primarily on the artistic work, uh, it can be very hard to get my administrative work done. And and also too, I think, you know, Christian and I started the company and I know that, I know that, uh, you know, sometimes we ask ourselves, well, gosh, like if we're not collaborating mm-hmm. artistically, is it glow? Right. And it's sort of having that identity crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Of going, well, if, if I, if I hire someone else to come in and direct, 
it's still glow. Oh yeah. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. So, um, because I, I have my taste and I'm hiring someone that I trust to come in and do the work. So that's a conversation that obviously I've had with myself and, <laughs> uh, and, I'm, and I think we're, we're ready. We're ready for some different leadership positions. You know, okay. we actually added two big leadership positions this year, uh, that we had never had before company management and uh, production management. Mm-hmm. And they have just been doing so fabulously. And now I think we're ready to just like loosen the grip a little bit artistically and let other ideas in and let other perspectives mm-hmm. in and let other people come in and, and start to, um, help us move towards our mission. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, as Christian said, you know, I'm still artistic director. Yeah, I can right. still help. At, but, but usually when, when I'm working with a director that I've hired as an artistic director, I'm really there more for a resource and to give them some things to think about mm-hmm. because it, it's important that anybody who is brought in to, to be an artistic leader at our company has openness and can, deal with situations how they want to deal with them and create how they want to create. Mm. I think that can be an important step for glow. Right. In fact. Yeah. Great. For sure. Excellent. Mm. Until we get sick of them and fire them. <laughs> the no, no. I, what happened? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I've been in those productions. Yeah, I, I bet. I bet. <laughs> it's like, oh, where'd the director go? Oh, yeah. fired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember your blocking, right? right now right, just right, do right. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <changes> itself, really. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> what would you like audiences to know about the shows that are coming up, the summer season? and just glow in general and the future of glow. I will say my stump speech and then Jenna can talk. (laughs) Go to the darn theater. (laughs) It is transformative. It is, I can't explain it to somebody. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't come see glow, go to the The darn theater. theater. Mm -hmm. You are seeing living, breathing people communicate something to you and it is unlike anything else. You Mm -hmm. will enjoy it. I promise you, if you don't, I will give you your money back. It is, I mean, and I'm not kidding on that. Right. Mm. I mean, really, it is just such a wonderful experience. It is not expensive. Mm-hmm. We have lots of dates to choose from. It's just, in this day and age, especially, I sound like an old codger here. <laughs> when I was, No, but I mean, I mean to, 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 to look up off your phone, turn off the television, yeah. and go see... Something that, that touches your heart as well as your mind and feeds your soul. Because I, I know this sounds cheesy, but I, I believe it with, with every fiber of my being that what we need in this society is to create more empathy. And I think theater and performing arts are just such a wonderful vehicle mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Yeah. And, and, it, and it, you will come out humming a tune with something to talk about with your friends, which frankly for me is always the best part. Mm-hmm. Going to have sure. coffee afterwards yeah. and talking about it. And and something to think about and feel and feel, deeply feel that, that that is that is the beauty and wonder of any theater, sung or not sung, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So that's always my stump speech. Mm-hmm. You're gonna dig it if you don't give me money back. I don't care. Yeah. Tell yeah. your enemies to come. Yeah. I'll take their money too. But <laughs> you know, whatever. I yeah. mean, but uh, but you will enjoy it and you will feel something and you will feel better. Yeah. For having gone. Yeah. Mm. There's my stump speech. I literally have nothing else to add. <laughs> I, I think that's, I think he and I being on the same page with that is the precise reason why glow is what it is mm-hmm. and why it has lasted as long as it has, because I cannot think of a better way of putting that. And I also just wholeheartedly agree with you, my love. 
Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. That's so cool. And we know now you're going to get a little bit of vacation after this, right? You said you're we going, talked on a little, going on a cruise. <laughs> That's cool. Something going to look forward to. Very nice. Some oh, time man, off. Yeah, well, about five days after the season closes, I do my final paperwork and go, peace out, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> my phone is off for the next week. That's beautiful. That's excellent. Well, we appreciate, of course, we appreciate Glow and what they offer the Greenville community as well as the community at large because the at large community is coming to Greenville, which is yeah, great. Yeah, sure. and, and so we really just thank you for taking the time. I know you're busy and oh, this, fun. you know, a chance to you sit down. You gotta come see Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh. Bruce. It is so funny. Bruce is so great. <laughs> well, thanks. It's been a nice, uh, it's been yeah. nice to be back on a yeah. part. I really enjoyed it. So it's great. Well, so thank you very much and yes, we'll you. see you. Thanks so I'll much see you tomorrow. Right? Right? Thank okay. You. Thanks. It was great. I always love sitting down and, of course, talking with with our folks face to face. And of course, I've known Christian and Jenna now for quite a few years. Yeah, so it's, for a while. It's, yeah, I, when I when she started talking about dates and so on, I'm like, oh my gosh, has it been that long already? Right? You yeah. know, I remember I went to their wedding. You know, yeah. so yeah, Aww. it's it's kind of you know it's kind of neat to uh, to sit down and kind of catch up and of course hear their vision and how things have kind of transpired and morphed through over the over the last few years. So, yeah, yeah wonderful to catch up. I think you've known them longer than me. Probably, I've yeah. I've known them a while myself. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm trying to think. I guess I first really got to know Christian. He was in Sweeney Todd. Right. Which we were both uh-huh, in. That's correct. And then I did Hairspray with Jenna. She right. played Tracy. That's right, yeah. So, yeah. Oh. Man, it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy it's how time flies. I know. And how theater has changed and evolved and grown and, and glow has just yep. blossomed. blossomed. It really has. You know, we, you owe me a beer or something. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like Jinx or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, here's a little information about the summer season. Here's all the mm-hmm. details about when, where, how to get your tickets. Yeah. So Glow Lyric Theater Summer Festival season includes three full productions. That's The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, My Fair Lady, and Carmen. Performances start on Thursday, July 18th and run through August 4th. There is a show every day except for Mondays, and the three productions rotate in rep. So check Glow's website to see which show is presented which evening or afternoon. If you're interested in seeing all three shows, you can purchase a summer season pass and save on the cost of purchasing individual tickets to each show. Individual tickets range between $38 and $48. Tickets and season passes can be purchased through Glow's website. That's G-L-O-W-L-Y-R-I-C, GlowLyric.com. And if you need additional assistance, you can call Glow at 864-558-GLOW, G-L-O-W, or 4569. All of Glow's Summer Festival season performances are presented at the Warehouse Theater in beautiful downtown Greenville. I am so excited. I can't wait to see them. Yeah. I can't wait to see you in this little whorehouse. <laughs> it's been really fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to oh, it. Oh, yeah. sounds like a hoot. <laughs> okay. Well, aside from Glow, there's like a million other things That's going right. on this weekend. As so. usual. So let's get into what's playing in the upstate of South Carolina. All right. Here we go. All righty. Another vote in another show in Philly, Boston, or Baltimore. A 
now playing in the upstate of South Carolina for the week of July 14th, 2019. Opening, Glow Lyric Theater in Greenville opens its summer festival season with the best little whorehouse in Texas on Thursday, July 18th, and rotates through three productions, including Whorehouse, My Fair Lady, and Carmen, through August 4th. The summer festival season runs performances every day except for Mondays. Check Glow's website for the details of the schedule. Market Theatre in Anderson opens Heather's The Musical on Friday, July 19th and runs Fridays through Sundays through August 4th. Milltown Players in Pelzer opens Annie Get Your Gun on Friday, July 19th and runs Thursdays through Sundays through August 4th. And continuing this week, Spartanburg Little Theatre continues its summer extra production of The Rocky Horror Show on Thursday, July 18th and runs through Saturday, July 20th. They have a midnight showing on Friday, July 19th, in addition to their 8 p.m. show. The midnight show will feature a costume contest, so feel free to dress up. Audience participation kits can be purchased at this event. And a content advisory, this is most appropriate for audiences ages 17 and up. The Warehouse Theater's Upstate Shakespeare Festival continues The Tempest in Greenville's Falls Park on Thursday, July 18th, and runs Thursdays through Sundays through August 4th, and this is free admission with a 7 p.m. start time. Logos Theatre in Taylor's continues The Boy Who Cried Wolf on Friday, July 19th, and this runs Fridays through July 26th. Please note, the curtain time is 2 p.m. for these performances. Abbeville Opera House continues Ripcord on Friday, July 19th, and runs Fridays and Saturdays through July 27th. The Logos Theatre in Taylor's continues their production of The Horse and His Boy on Friday, July 19th, and runs Fridays and Saturdays through August 3rd. Greenville Shakespeare Company's Summer Shakespeare continues with its final performance of As You Like It on Monday, July 22nd. This is presented at Bob Jones University. Cafe and Then Summon Greenville continues Nightmare on Main Street on Wednesday, July 17th and runs Wednesdays through Saturdays through August 3rd. Alchemy Comedy Theater offers a variety of improv and sketch shows at various times and days at Coffee Underground in Greenville. Check the individual theater's websites for more details. So, we had a little respite, and now things are crazy again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, get out your calendar. That's right. That's lots to, <laughs> lots to juggle there. <laughs> then follow. Hello there, theater people. We hope you are enjoying spending time in the green room. Want to stay updated? Like and follow Thespis in the Green Room on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ThespisG. That's at sign ThespisG, T-H-E-S-P-I-S-G. Want to support Thespis in the Green Room? If you like what you're hearing and want to encourage us to continue conversations in the Green Room, you can become a patron of the show. Visit our Patreon page. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Thespis G. And donate today. No amount is too small and every little bit helps. Patrons will receive special content and audio extras through our Patreon page. Check it out at Patreon.com slash Thespis G. Good night and thank you, whoever. We are grateful you found her a spot on the sound radio. We'll think of you every time she... Special thanks to Dick Stevens of Stevens Magic and Fun. He can be found on Facebook at Stevens Magic and Fun. 
Thespis would like to extend a big thank you to our fellow podcasters, Teddy and the Baseman, for their help and guidance. Listeners can find Teddy and the Baseman at teddyandthebaseman.podbean.com or through podcast players, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Thespis in the Green Room is a Courageous Crossings production. Music used in this podcast is licensed by ASCAP and BMI. What comes next? You've been free. Well, as usual, this was fun, and and I, I hope everybody can appreciate all the the background noise that they might be yeah, hearing. Yeah, noise yeah, for it's, us, it's, little, it's uh, really little atmosphere. Kinda, yeah, it just gives you a sense <laughs> of what happens in a busy theater. I mean, yeah. like Melanie said, it's all happening around us: construction and music, and it's really kind of cool to be in a setting. So I love it. Yeah. Well, I guess that's all from the green room today, huh? I think that's about it. All right, Melanie. Until next time, we'll see you. All right, you better get to rehearsal. Oh, I guess so. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs>